I'd like to welcome all of you who are joining us today across time and space and place. It is good to be together in these different but still similar and meaningful ways. We begin our worship together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by Christ's authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Benevolent and merciful God, when we are empty, fill us. When we are weak in faith, strengthen us. When we are cold in love, warm us. That with fervor we may love our neighbors and serve them for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the book of Habakkuk, the first first chapter. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen, or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack, and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what the Lord will say to me, and what God will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. 
The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have have done. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Martin Luther, uh, who is the founder of our particular tradition of Christianity, often spoke of the Bible as having a law and gospel dialectic. In other words, according to Luther, and as Lutherans we hold to this tradition, all of Scripture presents to us, the readers and hearers of the text, both law and gospel at the same time. And both of those things will inherently point us to Jesus Christ. The concept of law is sometimes confusing. While we may think of it as rules telling us what we can and and cannot do, or as a way of showing us how we fall short of how God desires us to live and to act, these are both parts of it. But a more holistic way to think about the law is that it is simply a mirror. And all it does is it shows us the world as it currently is. And of course, this does show us a world where sin is embedded just and not just in the things that you and I do or don't do, but also in the reality that there are famines, diseases, natural disasters, hurricanes, and so forth. The law shows us that God's kingdom is still yet to come. When we are aware of the law, more attuned towards the ways that the world is not as it should be, and we do not always act in the ways we ought to, we find ourselves inherently drawn towards the gospel to hear the promises of God's never-ending love for you and for the world that comes to us as a free gift by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. In hearing the gospel and trusting in its promise, we are then freed to go and love and serve our neighbors for Jesus' sake because of the love we have first been given in him. And while this is a very lovely Lutheran lens to apply to any scripture passage that you may encounter, in thinking about our text from Luke today, it certainly feels very easy to see the law portion of this and perhaps feels harder to notice where the gospel is in it. It can be easy for us to think of the ways that we have fallen short in not doing what we have been expected to do or commanded to do as followers of Jesus. It can be easy for us to think of the ways we sometimes long for recognition and acknowledgement of what we have done, even though Jesus encourages humbleness and an admonition of We have done only what we ought to have done. And it can be easy for us to feel that we, and perhaps the entire world, lack faith 
because there certainly seems to be a lack of mulberry trees in oceans, and we may regularly feel that we lack enough faith to get through the day, much less ask a whole tree to move. So what is the gospel, the good news in this story? I think at the core of this text, Jesus is telling his disciples and is continuing to say to each of us today, be whom God has already created you to be. I'll say it one more time. Be whom God has already created you to be. There is no prize at the end of the road for being the best Christian or doing the most stuff. The life of a Christian, of a follower of Jesus, is not about being in competition with one another. We don't win an award at the end. Instead, you are only called to be whom God in Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, created you to be. No more and no less. And you were created for life in and with Jesus Christ who lived, died, and rose for you and the whole cosmos and daily gives you the gift of abundant life in him. You were created to be forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ, to know that you are set free. You were created to be loved by God in Jesus and to go and love all of creation in Jesus' name. You were created to live in the freedom of the cross, which has removed all the power of sin and death and separation in your life. Indeed, you were created to be enough in Jesus Christ. And indeed, you already are. Amen. We will sing together the hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. And as always, I encourage you to sing along if you know the words.
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.